Hey, travel people. Welcome to the Clustercast, a filterless podcast on family travel. I'm your co-host, Scott Lyons. And I'm Anna Lyons. And this is our family and adventure episode. Not that this is about our family adventuring per se. It is about how we manage our time between visiting faraway family and friends and taking bigger trips with all the pizzazz. Because we like pizzazz. We love pizzazz. We love to <laughs> say it too. <laughs> but we figure we're not the only ones who deal with this internal battle of uh, when was the last time we saw this family member versus it would cost the same to fly to Hawaii. And if you are a person who likes to travel and has family that doesn't live nearby, odds are good you are going to be ruining the day you agree to go to that family reunion in Wichita when you could have been in Tulum. <laughs> right. And don't pretend you aren't that person. Yeah, don't pretend. You we gotta all just think own it. it. Yep. We, yeah. We're just saying it out loud. Yeah, you got to own it. And then this is where the filterless part of our podcast tagline really comes to light. Exactly. And so in the name of filterless, I'll say that we don't have a perfect formula for how we keep our passports and our aunts happy in equal measure. No, no, we don't. But I will say that I think we are happier than most. Mm -hmm. So we must be doing something right. Right. So to start out, we've never lived in the same place as any of our family. With the notable exception of 18 months in Flagstaff. Exactly, exactly. But even then, that was like 25% of our family and then 80% of our friends. True, true. So we still had to maintain the balance with family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. So really, no, we've never lived in like the same place as everyone, extended family, everything, never. Yep. So all of our family is spread out across California, Arizona, and Texas, so keeping up with our people does factor in when we are making our travel plans every year. Yeah. So for 15 years, we've been trying to find a healthy balance between big fancy travel and seeing family. Mm -hmm. So, exactly. I mean, we've been at this for a while. We feel like we were getting it. Yeah, we kind of got the hang of it now. And we want to keep up with our friends and families, whatever the distance. You know, mm -hmm. the, the kids especially, they love their grandparents, great grandparent, aunts, uncles, cousins, and dog cousins from I all over. I think they... You know? I think they have like really, really close relationships with their dog cousins, like more than yes, their do. their dogs, their own ones. They get like, sad if if they get the dog cousins get sick or something like that. Oh, yeah. Too. When their most recent dog cousin died, it was like a really, very, a very devastating deal. day. Yeah. Anyway. So bottom line, we feel like it's a super important thing to keep those relationships healthy and maintained. Yeah. So um, one of the first things we learned was to not indulge the guilt trip trip. Um, if there are relationships that aren't that healthy and lack that sort of mutual investment in one another, then we cull those off the roster pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. Life's too short to spend your limited PTO and resources with that third, cause, third cousin out in Bozeman, Montana, that you're not feeling the symbiosis with. Symbiosis. Yeah. <laughs> so I get that it can be tricky and that you don't want to be a self-indulgent wiener about Marie condoing relationships. And you shouldn't just cut people out of your life because you're not feeling it. I totally get that and that there is beauty and forgiveness and working things out. But if guilt, dysfunction and toxicity um, is at the heart of these family get togethers, then go talk to a family therapist about setting some boundaries. Mm -hmm. You exactly. shouldn't have to put up with that. That's great advice. But we're not saying family has to be perfect either. No, no. You know, a mutual interest and investment in one another's lives is really the benchmark for 
hey, let's make this happen. Yeah, totally. And we aren't perfect and we aren't asking for perfection Mm -hmm. either. We're humans. Things are going to get messy even in the best of situations. But I mean, when a family member literally acts put upon when you offer to drive six hours out of your way to have dinner and then they never even follow up with like, hey, it was great to see you. Let's do that again. It's time to cut bait. Message received. We shall not annoy <laughs> you with our friendship ever again. <laughs> yeah. Again, got to stick with the family and friends who, as Marie Kondo says, sparks joy. Yeah. Sparks Mutually. Joy. And that they don't just pay you lip service either. Yes. Yeah. And it's pretty easy to tell. So yep. truth, truth be told, the uh, non-sparking joy people didn't even notice when we bowed out. So mm-hmm. The feeling must have been mutual. Just no one was willing to say it. Right. Unhealthy, toxic, toxic relationships aside, we do feel very strongly you yeah. know, that you should make it a priority to see family and friends who live far away. Yeah, we do. So, But we know it's not easy. But it really sends a strong message that A, you're serious about investing in the relationship and B, travel doesn't always have to involve Bora Bora. Sometimes it is Bora boring. <laughs> hey, look at you with the dad joke this time. It's been 15 years, baby. It was bound to happen sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, I thought it'd take longer, though. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Here we are. We have turned a corner. Well, anyways, so since we've never lived with, uh, or sorry, I'm sorry, we've never lived close to any of our friends or family. And we haven't lived with them either. Nope, we haven't. We've had to navigate the tricky waters of do we spend two weeks in Greece or do we spend two weeks road tripping through the Southwest? When was the last time we saw so-and-so? And And when was the last time we stared at the Rosetta Stone? So what do we do? Yeah. So what has worked for us, and again, this is for us, is it's been a at least once a year and not more than every other year rotating basis of seeing family. Yeah. That makes sense. So tend to alternate one year, gets the fancy fancy travel priority and one year gets the family priority. Yeah. So if we have one year where we spent a lot of time traveling to faraway places, we really try to lay low the next year and spend mm-hmm. our time visiting faraway family. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So and it's kind of one and then the other. Right. And some years work better than others. You know, it's always in flux. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we don't get around to seeing everyone. But yeah. generally speaking, we try to see our distant relatives when we can. Mm-hmm. Some years we are able to do both, but we really try not to let it go more than one year. I feel like after a year, it gets a little dicey and you can drift into that like absentee, flaky family friend member zone. You know, <laughs> and, I mean, like we all know who that is. Like we all have some of exactly. those in our family. And even as a kid, like they drove you nuts because you liked them, but they never committed and they never came to anything. So, And we don't ever want to be that person. Never want to be that person. <laughs> So we decided a long time ago on this strategy and it has worked out really well for us. Yeah. And it's our official status. Our family and friends know that we will swing by once a year or so. Mm-hmm. And I think it is good for just to kind of for everyone to know that we are on the same page. Like that's just this is where we're at. We're all on the same page in terms of what our, you know, kind of our schedule is. Exactly. And it definitely reduces stress. Just to have those expectations and boundaries in place. Yeah, nobody is playing the guessing game of when we will and won't make it. Right. And we'd love to be able to see our families for two weeks and then go to Fiji for three. That'd be great. It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. But that just isn't sustainable. 
So we've opted for this every other year sort of strategy. And it works really well for us too. It might not be ideal, but you will drive yourself crazy trying to do it all. So give everyone the gift of managed expectations and just have a plan. Yeah, I'm sure some people might think we are selfish for going so long without seeing family. And then some Mm -hmm. people might think we're ridiculous for committing to any sort of, we will see you on this timeline. But this is what's worked for us. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't win them all. Um, and, (laughs) and for us, it is genuinely fun when we visit our families. Um, it usually means late nights, good wine. And thankfully, um, for us, our families all live in really great parts of the country. So, you know, actually Oliver still talks about our traveling around the United States trip more than any others. Yeah, it is so true. And it really grounds the kids to have these relationships. And Mm -hmm. it sets that example that, you know, you, Distance shouldn't be a reason to not have close ties with extended family. Absolutely. So while we do lock down an annual or every other year visit, we don't really commit to holidays or anything like that. No, no. I mean, the idea of having one year this family gets this holiday and then the other family gets that holiday just leads to hurt feelings and yuck. I mean, I'm sure it works for some people. It's obviously a very popular strategy. But when you're the family who gets Guy Fox Day, well, I mean, you kind of see where you <laughs> sit in the hierarchy. Right? Yeah. Although we did just do a big family Thanksgiving with your family last oh, year. Yeah. And that was so much fun. Yeah, it was. And holidays can be a great occasion to get together, especially when everyone has the same day off and so forth. But we don't and we won't have an official alternating holiday schedule or anything like that. Right. If we're there, We're there. We're there. So locking into any sort of you get this holiday and you get that holiday just seems kind of juvenile. Yeah. Like you're still answering to your parents like, I know, mom, 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 I promise I'll clean my room. (laughs) No, I didn't kiss a boy. And yes, I promise we will spend two thousand dollars to be there for your holiday assignment because we promised this arrangement. Okay, mom. Okay, mom. That sounds like a recipe for resentment if I've ever heard of one. I mean, it totally does. And again, like it's really popular. So I'm sure it's working for some people mm-hmm. or at least they're not admitting that it's not working. Um, but this idea, oh, well, this holiday is really important to my family and your family is slightly less important. So we'll divvy up the holidays this way. is just not cool. Yeah. I see the appeal, though, of rotating holidays. I think it works in the short term, mm-hmm. but you can't say that it would work 20 years out. Life and circumstances change. It mm-hmm. might not always be a good idea. It might not always be a good time. Um, so we have never made any sort of formal arrangement. We shoot for quality over quantity when we see family. If it coincides with a holiday, then it's just icing on the cake, but not because we promised anything. Right. It works out cost wise as well. You know, since we never set a precedent, we don't have to deal with the gougy holiday travel prices either. In fact, we are celebrating this Thanksgiving 2019 with my family a week early this year. So we are flying down to Phoenix over the weekend, seeing a Gilbert and Sullivan opera and then eating a turkey dinner. Yep. And we saved about a grand by going a week early. Did. And we're going to be watching an opera and not everybody loves Raymond marathons on television. So... That's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. We won't get into it. Okay. So there is your ultimate holiday travel hack. Go a week early. 
there you go. You're going to save a ton of money that way. Um, except for Christmas. Can't help you there. Yeah. All of December is just super expensive. So go a month early if you can go, go a month <laughs> after. <laughs> so the unofficial one year on one year off thing has worked out really well for us. Yes. And while we have skirted the holiday rotation trap, Sometimes you do have exact days that you have to be there for. Yeah, like weddings mostly. In this season of life, yeah. Yep. So there is the occasional family reunion. And we go. Weddings, family reunions with the people we have a nice symbiotic Marie Kondo relationship relationship with. We go. Yeah, no questions asked. No. And thankfully with family reunions, there is this unspoken rule where we all kind of chip in ideas of time frames that would work best. So nobody gets hosed in the process. Mm-hmm. So Right. So weddings, funerals, family reunions, some iteration of us will try to make it. Yes. And that's another thing. Sometimes it is more cost effective for us to just have one person or one person and a kid go mm-hmm. to the event. Um, and that's another strategy we've used that has really helped. Yeah. And, and if I, th- I think if you are regularly communicating with your friends and family on what your plans are, nobody really minds that we aren't all waddling into every event, you know, <laughs> like we're all here when I do a head count. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we we always want to make sure that there is a representative there of our yeah, family, like an ambassador, an ambassador. So <laughs> when there is a family reunion or a wedding, we really also try to take advantage of the local area that we're visiting. Right. We try to make the most of wherever we are and not just sit around the hotel wondering why this couldn't have been done in Florence. Yeah. I mean, you will just become a resentful turd if you do that. So don't. Just don't. Yeah, exactly. Nobody wins. Don't do it. Yeah. So, for for example, last year when we were in Sacramento for your sister's wedding, we met up with your cousin and toured the California state capitol. Yeah. And we saw a bill pass in the house for California's official support to be surfing. Surfing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a rousing debate between baseball, skateboarding, and surfing. A debate I could actually follow, too. Mm-hmm. And surfing won, by the way. I was happy with the results. Yep, it was very fitting. Yeah, and it was memorable. We're still talking yeah. about it. <laughs> we still, I think we'll remember it for a long time. And so, you know, we also try to get cool Airbnbs, not some days in that everyone resents. Yeah, and we treat it like what it is. It's a holiday. So we buy fun food at Trader Joe's, take dinners out, let the kids play with their cousins. Once we let them take a bath in the jacuzzi tub at an Airbnb. Right. Trying to be the fun parent. Yeah, we're fun. That's yeah, cool, right? Sure, sure. Bath cool. in the jacuzzi? In in your in your dwelling? You don't have to go what? to the little gated pool area? Sure. And then all of a sudden nasty slime came out of the jets, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Life is an occasion. It is a grand occasion. Yes. (laughs) So we really try to give all our traveling equal amounts of dignity is what we're trying to say. And and I'll also add that we are really lucky that we have our friends and family who live in really cool places. So it does make it easier for us. I'll admit. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So if we're near a beach, cool city, a nice state park, monuments, festivals or whatever, we go check it out and get ice cream. We make it make it an event, not just, you know, like Eeyore. Oh, Pooh, I guess I'll eat this mayo sandwich grandma made. That's a really good Eeyore impression. Actually, yeah. <laughs> and I know it might be harder if our <laughs> if our relatives <laughs> live in rural Indiana. Like, I get that that would be a lot harder. Um, but, hey, you know, if it makes anyone feel any better, we visited my grandma in rural East Texas and we had a great time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just have to shift gears and immerse yourself in where you're at. Yeah. 
which is how you ended up mowing the lawn. Yep. And I ended up raking leaves and we went to the dollar store. Mm-hmm. Dealt it was with great. fire ants. Yep. It was, it was a good time. It was fun. I mean, we're still talking about it. It was memorable. But more memorable than the chores we had to do was your grandma's southern cooking. It was amazing. It was. I think my pants were definitely tighter by the end of that trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's just <laughs> a given. And we've also been able to take some group trips as well, where we were able to both visit family and do a like fancy travel as well. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like a two for one deal. We've done Hawaii, Disneyland and London. Every time it worked out really well. Yeah. And in some ways it is better than visiting family because no one is hosting and Mm -hmm. no one is a guest. So you're both kind of on equal playing field where you're both vacationing and you are having these experiences together. Yep. So that has been a great arrangement where we can make it all happen. Yeah. And obviously this isn't something we can always count on, but it is fabulous when it can happen, but we know it's not a guarantee. So on the flip side, when we do go on vacations alone, we try to stay in contact with our various friends and family via the beautiful world of technology. And vice versa. Yep. So we have a variety of WhatsApp chat groups where we stay in touch with our families. You know, we share photos, jokes, videos, Mm -hmm. and it's just a great way to stay in contact no matter where you are. In fact, when we were in Greece, you started this fun game. Oh, yeah. Where (laughs) it was like a like a where's Waldo and WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he would, Scott would have the boys like go hide in a certain, you know, landscape. Yeah, and then we were he, visiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he would take a photo and then he would send it into our group chat thread. And then they would play this where's Waldo game. Like my find the kids. Yeah. Like my parents and my sisters would try to like find where the kids were at. So the idea was people could circle around the photo with the drawing feature in in WhatsApp and then send it back guessing the kid's location. Like, so I would get these WhatsApp responses with this big circle saying here. And I'd say, no, guess again. And it was really interactive. And it was, and and I mean like the kids are like peeking over Greek columns. Like, you know, (laughs) it was, it was fun. Um, And it really is a great way to bring everyone together and make the world seem smaller. Absolutely. It, it just had a great interactive, um, sense that that went around all of our family members in that group yeah and today that chat group is still going and so, it's updated daily with everyone's goings on because we're still spread out all over the place so it was kind yep. of a nice yeah it's been a really great feature for us and I also keep a small circle of friends and family on my social media accounts so I can regularly keep up with everyone that way it's not like some big inflated account that you know you're like should I share this should I not it's like no it's private and you know We have a lot of close friends and family who are on there. So it's a really nice way to just keep up with everyone. Yep. And we keep that a regular thing consistently. So we communicate with our faraway friends and family. And that is key. We try to always have phone calls and texts and updates to keep up with each other. Yeah. And I mean, we will even make plans to visit or coordinate a visit um, when someone might be in the same vicinity as us to have dinner or something. Exactly. So we've driven several hours before to meet up with people who are just passing through. Yeah. And happily so. I mean, we are thrilled to have dinner and catch up with our loved ones. So it doesn't have to be this big multi-day overnight affair. And we also help offset constant demand for travel by offering to host yes yes so we have always had some kind of guest space available because we are committed to showing people a good time Mm -hmm. and sometimes it isn't a good time for us to go anywhere be that big house projects or a new puppy school 
soccer practice, what have you. All of the above. Or all of the above. That, has, that, that was last year. <laughs> last year was all of the above. Yeah, exactly. So um, we aren't shy about saying, hey, we aren't in any shape to go anywhere, but we will happily host you. Mm-hmm. So, so what we lack in the ability to jet set off to San Francisco at any given moment, we make up for with local fun activities and a comfy bed. Yeah. And something that works out really beautifully for us is that we like to spend our summers here in the Pacific Northwest. And since that is usually with the exception of last summer, the best time of year, um, people want to come up this way and enjoy the beach and city and surrounding area. So we are a destination, especially in the Mm -hmm. summer. So it works out very nicely that we don't have to pay for (laughs) crazy (laughs) summer airfare and people come to us. They have to pay for it. (laughs) We don't have to. And so when we host, we count any time we make contact with the person as a visit as well. So whether they come to us or we go to them, it counts as a we've seen you this year. Yes. And and this isn't to encourage like relying on people only coming to visit you. Of course, you should definitely make the effort, but it just helps to spread out the obligation if you can rotate some of the hosting and visiting arrangements. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So our balancing act of family and adventure really comes down to one that we are comfortable taking a big trip through the southwest to see everyone once a year ish. Mm hmm. On the off year, we travel to the places on our, for lack of a better term, bucket list. Yeah. Two, we have Marie Kondo'd <laughs> the people that we'll visit. Does it spark joy? Spark joy. <laughs> and number three, we remove the pressure of holidays and treat them as little bonus that has more to do with timing and less to do with who gets what. Yes. And so number four, we prioritize big life events like weddings and family reunions. That is something Mm -hmm. we commit to and we'll make it happen. And five, we make the most of our family time by enjoying the unique sites and activities of the local area. So we aren't just sitting around answering personal questions. (laughs) Mm. And six is hosting. So we offer to have people come to us if it isn't a good travel time and that helps us to stay connected to our loved ones. Exactly. In seven, we try to do tandem vacations mm-hmm. and family visits whenever we can. Yeah. And then eight, we stay connected to our family and friends through fun group chats, where's Waldo games with the kids and social media. That's eight. Nice, tidy tips. Episode eight. Eight tips. Eight tips on episode eight. Nice there job. We did not plan that. That just happened. (laughs) And hey, we know this is a nuanced and complicated discussion. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, this is just our way. And we hope that perhaps we've given some inspiration for how you might want to structure your time off at home and abroad. Boy, and do we know that this is not a one size fits all. So we we know that we are super lucky to have supportive friends and family who live in cool places and that we know this discussion would be a lot harder if we had me and family in Baton Rouge. I get it. But, but don't be shy about starting the conversation about not taking guilt trip trips if that is an issue. Or breaking that crazy holiday pressure cycle. It's just a day, people. Yeah. So there you go. And on that note, we are done dispensing our wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) So tune in next time to hear our tips and tricks and hacks for not losing your mind at Disneyland. Yeah. And you just might end up on the blog again with your show notes on that one. I might. I got some stuff to share. You do. We'll see. So. uh, So thank you so much for listening. Please click download, like, and subscribe. Do all the things that tells the internet you like our stuff. And hey, we want to hear from you. Yeah, we do. If you have a question, episode topic, suggestion, or even just comment 
uh, or even just a comment you wanted to leave on, uh, pop on over to our website at clusterfusstravel.com where you can find a nice little contact section. Yeah. We'd love to hear from our listeners. Kind of feels a little lonely over here just making podcasts and we want to make sure we are connecting with the people on the other side of the microphone. Other side of the microphone. Yeah, we definitely want to hear from you. And while you are over on our website, be sure to check out our merchandise store. There we sell our simple clothing bag and mug designs that are inspired by travel and designed by us. All proceeds go to keeping the lights on here at Clusterfuss Travel. So pop over, take a look. There are some really cute clothing items for kids and adults over there. Yeah, and there's also a pretty sweet blog where Anna has written a bunch of posts about traveling as a family. And this isn't your standard useless, hey, nine things to pack when traveling with the preschooler internet listicle here. This is real <laughs> life practical information. So go check it out. In fact, I made it a point to like be the opposite of that nine things listicle. So <laughs> anyway, there you go. Um, and even though your great aunt decides she wants to take that plastic off her couch and let loose with the money sh- muddy shoes, <laughs> whenever she hears us say it, this is the Clustercast, a filterless podcast on family That's travel. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So long, everyone. Bye.